Welcome to A Year in the Bible with Pastor Doyle Jackson. Day 85, Judges 11, 12, and 13. Unlikely heroes and God's spirit. Okay, on day 85, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you emotionally. The two main characters are Jephthah and Samson. We will only get started with Samson, so there's going to be a cliffhanger. I'm warning you ahead of time. But notice how God's Spirit comes on these two men. I want you to to mark those places in your Bible. While both of them have an unusual trust in God's power, justice, and plan, but they're not perfect people. They, They have these... I don't know, character shortfalls, uh, failures. I'm going to let you judge that for yourself, okay? So let's start with Jephthah. Interesting, his name means he will open or he opens, and and Jephthah struggles emotionally with rejection. The opening verses of Judges 11 explain that his father, Gilead, had a wife, but Jephthah was his son from a prostitute. His brother's ran him from town. Now that's rejection, yet God used him despite his broken heart, and he loved God. That's quite amazing. See, sometimes rejection causes us to reject God. Not in his case. You'll notice how guarded he is with the elders of Gilead when they come to him asking for help. Now, just note this. We don't know if he is the eldest son but he might be. That would explain them driving him away and and why they came to him to be commander. It really was his rightful place as the firstborn. See, among Jewish tradition, the firstborn has a special anointing and calling and purpose. This is important because we have God's people behaving ungodly. We're not supposed to have sexual relations outside God's covenant of marriage, and that's what his father did. The result is always heartbreak and relational division. That's why we obey God's standard for sexuality. Listen to Jephthah's question to the elders when they come to him. Jephthah answered, Suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me, Will I really be your head? Am I going to be your leader, is what he's asking. Notice how he reminds the Ammonite king that Scripture testifies that God gave his people this land. It's God's land, not yours, Mr. Ammonite king. You're trying to steal from God, and I, Jephthah, as God's representative, am here to let you know, no, you don't get to take back this land. It was given from God to his people. Jephthah makes this unthinkable vow in chapter 11, and Jephthah makes this unthinkable vow in a moment of war, and it's really upsetting. I have to warn you. It teaches us don't make vows on emotion. This is 30 and 31 of chapter 11. If you give the Ammonites into my hands, Whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in triumph from the Ammonites will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Now, this is weird to you and I, but houses at that time held the family and the animals. He never imagined his daughter would be coming out. Yes, 
I don't understand this passage of Scripture, and it breaks my heart because it implies that he took his daughter's life. Just realize that God chose Jephthah despite his life and his flaws and his weakness in character because he he really was insecure, and that's why he made this vow. He was trying to, to win God's favor. You were accepted because of Jesus, not because of anything you do. As we turn into chapter 13, we have a childless couple from the tribe of Dan out near the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. This is an amazing conception at the hand of God. It's almost like Jesus and Mary and Joseph. This is the beginning of Samson's life. These are unlikely heroes, Jephthah and Samson. You and I are also unlikely heroes. With God, all things are possible. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for calling me to serve your kingdom and to lead. Keep me from hasty words today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go get them. Read on.